All right. So today on Who Cares About Men's Health, we're going to find out how it went with the first recipe, Easy Thai Red Curry. Was it tasty? How did it go for cooking newbie Troy? And uh, we're also going to get another easy to make man meal that you can eat all week today. It is Who Cares About Men's Health, providing information, inspiration, and a different interpretation about men's health. All right. Today's crew, we got co-host Dr. Troy Madsen. Hey, Scott. All right. I'm Scott Singpill. I bring the BS and ask the dumb questions so you don't have to. Uh, Mitch, looking good from his head to his toes, and now he can breathe through his nose. It's producer Mitch in the mix. Oh, wow. I'm glad I get an intro now. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> it's fancy. Uh, and our guests today from University of Utah's College of Health, uh, the Department of Nutrition and Integrative Physiology. We have registered dietitian and culinary coach, Teresa Dvorak. She's got another stack of tasty recipes. Hey there. How's it going? Doing well. And he has a PhD in nutrition. And I also just learned today biochemistry and molecular biology. And he also has a 16 page CV, Thunder Jalili. I uh, must be really bored to be looking up my background. All right. Today's easy to make all at once man meal. Um, we're reviewing was the easy Thai red curry. Um, we're going to go around the table here, see what people thought, get any sort of feedback that might be useful. And then Teresa is going to give us another recipe. So I don't have a ton to say, so I'm just going to jump in first. I thought it was really good. What'd you think, Thunder? Was it good? Yeah, I thought the the meal was delicious. It was a little different than the curries I've made before because of the added tomatoes, but I found I actually liked that oh, extra okay. flavor in there. Troy, what'd you think? Well, it's clear that I'm the outlier in the group. I think Mitch should go before I do. Okay, well, just in general, was it tasty? Can you at least answer that? <laughs> it was good. I liked it. Okay. It was good. All right. Did we get to the end product? <laughs> we did. It was good. Yeah, stay tuned for some whining from Troy coming up. That'll be fun. <laughs> and Mitch, was it good or not? What'd you think? Really liked it. Um, but my partner is a bit of a foodie. And it was really surprising when we went to we went down to the Southeast Asian market to get some supplies because I know Teresa on the episode was like, get good stuff, like go and get some quality ingredients. You'll, you know, it'll make a better product. I got the pre-prepared curry paste and he was a little snooty about it. He was like, you know, mm. you can make your own curry. You know, oh. you can do that. And it turned out better than any curry that we've tried before. I'm just going to throw that out there. So I have a feeling, Teresa, that in this particular <laughs> recipe, simplicity trumps um, authenticity. <laughs> well, <laughs> and, and I would beg to differ on the authenticity piece because I know many uh, Asian, Southeast Asian, Thai individuals who just use paste. So that brings into a good point of when you use pre-prepared packaged items and and when you make them from scratch. Um, and some of the key things that you want to look for are, you know, is there are there added, you know, um, chemicals, things like MSG or added alternatives? Uh are, is there added sugar? Uh, is there a lot of extra salt in it? Uh, those those types of pre-prepared packaged things, sauces, um, mixes, soups, things of that sort that, you know, you could probably do better if you did from scratch. Uh, whereas something like the curry paste is really just a blend of spices and peppers and things of that. And, and across the board, I would say most of them don't have that extra stuff in them that we often want to stay away from. But if Jonathan wants to make his own, I would be more than willing to taste test for it. <laughs> That's kind of what I told him too. So. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna jump in here and say, if I had to make my own curry paste, oh, yeah, oh, no. that would have been my breaking point. <laughs> it would have been that, back to the bean burrito. <laughs> no, this is what I would have done. I thought very seriously about going down to a Thai restaurant we had been to a week before and ordering a red curry. 
and eating it and saying, yes, I had a delicious red curry. I loved it. <laughs> and taking a picture close. like thunder. <laughs> and taking a picture and said, look, look how great my, I, you know, I made a few modifications. It may not look like yours, but it was delicious. I was close. But like I said, I'm definitely the outlier. I recognize this was not a difficult recipe, but my background is I thought back over the years, I've never made anything that required more than five ingredients. And even that's mm. been a stretch for me. So uh, usually my ingredients are pancake mix, eggs, <laughs> milk, water, <laughs> and maybe water. some water. That's been it. Like I made like some cheesy potatoes before, like you cut up potatoes. I looked it up to see how many ingredients it was. It's like wow. potatoes, cheese, and cream of mushroom soup. That's the extent of my cooking expertise. So this was, was a stretch. Was it real cheese or Velveeta? No, it was real cheese, but it may as well have been Velveeta. So, so I'm speaking for all the guys out there who who may not have a lot of cooking experience. This was a stretch for me. This was. Tough. I want to, yeah, I want to throw in um, a Troy's wife posted on Facebook and made me laugh out loud. Um, so it says Troy's preparing dinner as part of a challenge for the podcast. In 13 years of marriage, he's never made dinner. Here are my favorite comments so far. This is from Troy's wife. <laughs> What is a saucepan? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Are shallots a vegetable? Was I supposed to buy those? Yeah, there was shallots in the recipe. I get down to this point. It says, add the shallots to the, the oil that's already cooking. I'm like, what did I miss? Where are shallots? I, I missed that. Anyway. And that might be a little trip up in the recipe because uh, it asked for a yellow onion. Been, I apologize that. Yes, yeah. Troy, that was a typo. Thank you. I, you, uh, I figured it out later, but I, I hit that as like shallots. <laughs> Number one, what is a shallot? Number two, I didn't buy one. Well, see, I, I was thinking of you because I changed it originally from shallots to yellow onions. Because so you I did that for knew, me. Well, Thank you. For all of you. Yes. <laughs> for all of us, me in particular. You just set him into a tailspin, though. Um, it did. The third, I was like, whoa. The third thing, do you know coconut milk is a thing? <laughs> that was his third comment. And not only is it a thing, it's the thing that makes this so freaking good. Let yeah, me just say it. You don't, key ingredient. Yeah, if, if you don't know anything about coconut milk, know this. It makes things good. Uh, ginger is crazy looking. <laughs> 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 and and how do I do medium heat, which is a legitimate kind of question in a way. Isn't that the middle part of the heat dial? <laughs> right. One would assume, but you know. <laughs> I honestly, I had it on medium and I'm like, this isn't cooking fast enough. Like I'm supposed to brown everything I chopped up and it was two minutes into it and it wasn't very brown. I'm like, okay, I, I don't think this is medium. So that was throwing me off a little bit. It takes time. I, t I think yeah. I might've put in a little too much oil because it took a long time for my onions to brown. And I think yeah. maybe it was too much oil. I don't know. I don't so know. I, th I think what we should focus on here is... Um, is Troy's story, because I think this could be a familiar story for somebody who doesn't have a lot of experience in the kitchen, uh, can be really kind of intimidated. Teresa, is there anything, what would you say to Troy or somebody like that? Because you teach cooking lessons out in the community, so you must run into this. Certainly, certainly. Um, and, and first and foremost, I would probably say Troy should join one of our classes. Let me kind of tease this out a little bit more, Troy. Was it, was it kind of the, the recipe literacy piece or, you know, not knowing what it, it sounds like there was not knowing what things are. And so just learning that or was the, the actual kind of seeing this laundry list of ingredients and, you know, multiple paragraphs of instructions, was that the kind of intimidating part that 
caused a little bit of the shutdown. Or all the above. Everything you just said. <laughs> I went down aisles in the grocery store I have never visited before. Awesome. Like, I'm like, I've never been Love in this it. aisle. Wait, and then I'm looking for the diced tomatoes, and I find this aisle that has all the vegetables. I'm like, where are diced tomatoes? There's every other vegetable you can imagine in this aisle. Come to find out diced tomatoes are in the Italian aisle. There's like 400 <laughs> varieties of diced tomatoes. Buy the spaghetti sauce. And then the the clincher, because I found the Thai paste pretty quickly because there's an Asian aisle, but the clincher was the coconut milk. It's like coconut milk. Where in the world am I going to find that? And I finally found it down on the bottom. They had like a couple cans of coconut milk by the condensed milk. And so in that the baking part, aisle, yeah. yeah so, right. Which threw you, right? Why shouldn't it be by the Asian food? I know. Like, why <laughs> is it? Did you start in the dairy section for the coconut milk? <laughs> I, I might as well have. <laughs> I, I didn't great. go that far with it. I'm like, I don't think it's going to be refrigerated. So it's not going to be next to like a gallon of milk that I would pull out of the thing. But but uh, like I said, I was going places I've never been. And I'm glad there weren't a lot of people in the grocery store because it was just like me just going up and down aisles. Up and down aisles multiple times. Yeah, your frustration started at the grocery store and then did it, it continue? Did. It, <laughs> yes, it did. It did continue. Yes. That wasn't the end of it. Like as I'm trying to peel the garlic, I'm like, like, how do I peel garlic? Like just simple things. Honestly, I've never done them before. So Laura, my wife says, Well, if you put it in the microwave for like seven seconds, it makes it easier to peel. So that kind of helped. And then the uh, you know, the ginger, I kind of figured out how to peel that with the spoon. But again, it's something I'd never done before. Um, but when I did get into the recipe itself, I'm like trying to time this stuff like, okay, I've got this in there. Oh, wait, I need to add this. Oh, wait, I should have chopped those vegetables first. I didn't chop those vegetables. I got to get those in. So I think I probably should have read ahead a little bit more and been prepared for what was coming uh, rather than just kind of going step by step, which is what I did. I mean, I got through it. And um it actually tasted really good. I was happy with the outcome, uh, but it was a process, but I, I got there. So looking, looking back, it, was it a good, do you feel, do you feel a little bit more empowered now? To, for I don't this know if empowered is the best word. <laughs> recipe maybe maybe a little bit maybe okay. a little bit quite frankly i'm afraid he's dropping out i really am i thought about it i thought about it i hate to admit it it was it was it was a challenge again hey. I, the, the the most rewarding part is that uh number one i enjoyed it, it tasted good number two laura was very impressed she's like okay this is really cool you did this and so she was very supportive so that was great uh but it, it was a challenge it was definitely a stretch Troy, I have a question for you. Yes. Did it, how long did it take you to actually cook it? The whole process, like once I chopped, cooked, everything was an hour and yeah. a half. So I was hoping, okay. I was hoping it would be under an hour. Uh, it was an hour and a half. Well, the recipe did say an hour. So you, so you it blew did. through that metric. I, yeah, I did okay there. Yeah. And I, and I, I thought at the end, I was like, I'm just going to botch this and it's going to taste awful, but it actually, it tasted good. I will admit, I told you I was going to do minute rice. I did minute rice. I did not do any special kind of rice, but it tasted fine. It was good. I just have a feeling I'm not super well-versed in the kitchen, but you start to kind of learn when, you know, like while the onions are doing their thing, if you have an idea that it's going to take five to seven minutes, then you can be chopping your vegetables. And I mean, you can, after you do this a couple times, you start figuring that stuff out. So yeah. I, I hope that by the end of this, maybe we see some growth as 
as uh, Chef Madsen um, <laughs> <laughs> puts on his in hat. Training. I don't know what. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I think that's I think that's great, and you bring in a really great point, Troy. That um, a lot of uh, newbies in the kitchen experience is that you don't they often don't read through the recipe and so really reading through the recipe first to know what ingredients you're having and often in that list it it tells you how it needs to be prepared and you can investigate and research that a little bit if needed but then it can also give you an idea of kind of set the agenda almost of where we're starting and where we're going um and so you have that kind of in the back of your mind as to okay this is the process it's true and i think having been through this now like if I never cook another dish, I will, I will stick with it. But if I never cook another dish, I do feel like I could go back and I could make this and I could actually serve this to people who came to our house and be like, Hey, I made this. And they'd be like, Oh, that's pretty good. So, you know, I feel like I now know what to expect and how to do things with this specific dish. And hopefully that translates into a little more expertise with our next, our next attempt here. We'll see how it goes. And you know, if you did this dish, if you did this dish four or five times, you would be a master at it. I mean, it's just a matter of, yeah. I mean, you'd be able to probably cut that time down. The frustration level would go away. And Thunder wanted to throw in, he had a couple of tips for maybe even making it easier to prepare some of the things in here. What'd you have Thunder? Yeah. So, you know, since this is uh, the idea is to have easy recipes that men can make, you know, that are not too intimidating. Here's some ideas to make it more manly. Um, I actually got frozen vegetables out of my freezer and put them in the curry instead of buying and slicing up my own vegetables. I had a uh, powdered um, uh, turmeric that that I used instead of you know just shaving the root. I used the um, powdered ginger. Mitz- you mean? Or, uh, yeah. Sorry, yeah, ginger. The ginger. Yeah, the ginger. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Ginger, and then um, I also had. Um, like the pre-minced, you know, garlic the, out of the jar. I use that stuff. And mm. it actually, the whole recipe didn't take that much time. What took the most time for me is I added my own flair to it. I took tofu and I, I pressed the water out of it and I stir fried it and I added it to the, to the curry. But, you know, I didn't have to do that. Yeah. Um, they also have a, um, a, a pre-bottled or uh, in a jar chopped um, ginger-garlic combination. Which is what I used. So we have a jar of chopped garlic and then this little deal. So then you don't have to deal with that stuff, Troy, which can kind of take some of the stress and pressure off if you just buy that sort of thing. That would have been nice. Well, and that That piggybacks off of kind of what Mitch was talking about of like where, how do you know what is a decent packaged or pre-prepared type of food versus not. And frozen vegetables, even some canned vegetables are a great example of that because the chopping and finding it in season and fresh can sometimes be challenging depending on the time of the year. Um, And those frozen individual veggies or veggie medleys are really great to have on hand so that you can just, you know, grab a couple of handfuls there and throw it in your sauce. Um, And you could, you know, throw it in your spaghetti sauce or your Thai curry sauce or uh, your uh, Alfredo or something like that too, if, if you were venturing in those other directions. Hey, can I ask a group question? I'm curious, what vegetables did you guys put into your curry? Now I'll go ahead and I'll start. I use frozen cauliflower, 
frozen red and red peppers and frozen orange peppers and also some uh, mushrooms that I actually had in the freezer that I sauteed like a week before. And those mushrooms held up, huh? Oh, they were fabulous. Oh, that's cool. Um, I did broccoli and cauliflower, a red bell pepper and zucchini uh, is what I put in. And then I just threw tofu. I didn't even press the water out of it. Like yeah. Thunder nice. did. Mitch. I tried to be fancy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I took, Teresa was mentioning about the droopy vegetables and I just threw everything in there. I had a parsnip. I had some carrots. I had broccoli. It was just whatever, a red pepper, things that were looking like a little gross. Like they were not gross, gross, but like they were a little wilty. A little I threw wrinkly. them in there. A little wrinkly. And you just top <laughs> them up, throw them in there delicious and it might be and i I like that kind of thing because we we try really hard to minimize our food waste um in our house and so it was kind of cool to be like well this parsnip's not going anywhere let's just throw it on in so you get the adventure award for using a parsnip (laughs) who who uses that in cooking troy do you know what a parsnip is i was gonna say please do not put parsnip on the next recipe (laughs) it was hard enough to find a ginger root uh, parsnip Troy will be in the grocery for days looking for that. <laughs> you guys, they're just going to go like a missing persons report or something. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> well, I I have to add what I put in. I put in carrots and broccoli. So I get I get the least adventurous, but I did do tofu as well. Yeah, I did tofu too. And I was also thinking kind of something that I hadn't put on the list, Troy, that I often do, um, thinking about keeping it meat-free as much as possible is that I often will put garbanzo beans in it Mm. as well um, is another kind of uh, additional protein alternative um, and good fiber source. That's pretty easy, right? They're usually in cans. You don't have to boil them yourself. You can buy them canned and rinse them. That's a great option. All right. Well, Troy, um, this next week's uh, recipe, I'm a little concerned, Teresa, that that's going to put Troy into a tailspin. I'm seeing stuff on here like um, <laughs> ca- cannelli beans, Ooh. artichoke hearts, cannellini beans, artichoke hearts, wow. sun-dried tomatoes, yeah. quality pasta sauce. You probably could manage that one. Ragu? Is that ragu? <laughs> I know ragu. <laughs> All right. So um, what's this week's recipe, Atresa? And talk us through this. Sure. So we actually have two recipes. Uh, I know that might be a stretch. And whether you make the second one or not, we can cross that bridge next week. Um, is First is a stuffed sp- spaghetti squash. When we think about uh, alternative carbohydrates, spaghetti squash is one of those that tends to to check some boxes when we're looking for something like a pasta dinner. It's going to be nice in the sense that everything is relatively prepared for you. The ingredients are. So you're going to have marinated artichokes, uh, sun-dried tomatoes, Kalamata olives, things that you could all find in if there was like an olive bar at the grocery store that you were choosing to go to, you could buy your small quantity there Um, or then head down the Italian pasta aisle and you'll find most of these ingredients. They should be pretty uh, similar areas of the grocery store. Hopefully, Troy, that you're not having to meander 
all the way around the grocery store multiple times to find your items. Um, but they also, the benefit with some of those is that it brings in a lot of savory flavor. Um, and that's sometimes part of the issue when we're looking at using these large spaghetti squashes is that they often need a lot of flavor because it's pretty bland on its own. Um, and so that's why I, I choose kind of a when I say quality spaghetti squash, um, I take it a step up from ragu or prego um, and and look at something that has, uh, you know, a little lovelier of a label. Um, Rayo's is a good brand. Um, there's several others. Look for, a, again, a glass jar. If it's in a glass jar, it's probably a little bit better. Um, and maybe something that's more than, say, a dollar a jar. Shoot hmm. for maybe two or three dollars a jar. <laughs> so, and there's some tips in the recipe about how to cook the spaghetti squash and speed it up, throw it in the microwave hole for a few minutes, makes it much easier to cut. This is also one that you could do in stages if you wanted to, depending on how much time you have. You could cook the squash ahead of time um, or even the day before and then prepare it, you know, if you wanted it for Monday night dinner. Uh, you could put the rest together and it's a pretty quick 15 to 20 minutes in the oven uh, that Monday night. Any questions on this, Troy? Have you looked the recipe over? I did look it over a little bit. I saw roasted red peppers on there. Does that mean I roast the red peppers in advance or can you buy roasted red peppers? Troy, the olive bar is your friend. The olive bar. <laughs> yes. And if not, yes, you can buy them jarred. Okay. Okay. Yep. Good. So good they're going to be in the same area that your artichokes, your Kalamata olives, uh, your sun-dried tomatoes are all going to be in that same area in the grocery store. Italian aisle. So kind of near the spaghetti. So no pasta, no spaghetti. As long as it's somewhere in that vicinity, I think I can find it. Yeah. The stuffed spaghetti squash looks great. I've had spaghetti squash before and it is really, really tasty. And this, this looks really gourmet. Um, but it also looks pretty easy to make. Like you said, a lot of the stuff's already kind of in cans, jars, whatnot. Uh, the second one, I think Troy's going to really like this because he loves his uh, his protein bars. So maybe this, bars. Yeah. Yeah, maybe this will be good uh, substitute for you. It's something you might like. Uh, what is your second recipe, Teresa? Chewy granola bars. So mm. from our conversation last week, uh, there were lots of talk about things that are easy to grab and go, um, needing snacks that you feel good about, um, whether it's late night coming home from work or middle of the day, um, and just needing something to kind of take care of that craving in the afternoon or that, that even that sweet tooth. Um, this one would definitely satisfy that as well. So, um, and who doesn't love a nice, crunchy, chewy granola bar, right? That's got chocolate. And so this one's really pretty easy and you can mix and match with either what you have in the at your house or what you like to put in it. Um, essentially, you need a nut butter, some honey, uh, and then some cereal. Uh, mm. So puffed rice, puffed camet, things of that sort uh, to give that crunch. I like to put in uh, some seeds like chia seeds or flax seeds. You could certainly put in some slivered almonds or things like that if you wanted to. And, and then whether it's chocolate chips or a couple tablespoons of cocoa powder, both work to give that uh, kind of nice chocolate 
flavor without without a ton of uh, extra sugar. So yeah, so the the chewy granola bars, I think I think they'll become a favorite, um, and they're really easy to make, and you can store them uh, in the the fridge or the freezer and pop one out as you're ready. So um, you know, one of the things that we want to watch for is added sugar, right? We've learned that added sugar has you know is not necessarily great. I, I'm noticing a lot of sugar stuff in this, like light brown sugar, cocoa powder. Maybe that's actually not sugar. Chocolate chips, that's sugar. Um, what makes partly. this better? Yeah. What makes um, this better than like what I might buy in the store? Yeah. So part of it is the, is the ratio of, of sugar to your uh, cereal and your nuts and seeds and things of that sort that are are mixed into it. Um, and certainly, yes, it there is the sugar there. It's going to taste sweet. Uh, we got to think about portion size, whether I'm eating a Snickers bar or, you know, a protein bar. Often when we look at the nutritional content, they're very similar, honestly. Um, and so with this recipe, it's it's got a significant amount of protein, which is really nice uh, from the nut butters, into it. And if you add some nuts and seeds, you're getting a lot of extra fiber there as well. Um, and when you split up the, uh, the actual sugar content per serving, it's a bit less than when you say, oh, a whole half a, half a cup of honey. You've also got to remember that you're dispersing that throughout all of your different, all of your servings. Are we making both of these then? Do you are? <laughs> I don't know yeah. about the rest of us. But you are. Troy, you make both of them, and we'll give you like a couple weeks to get through it. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Seriously, that's not you a bad have to idea. Take a leave of absence. <laughs> can I, yeah, can I get a leave of absence? Can one of you guys give me a work note? <laughs> Seriously. Oh, wow. Focus on the spaghetti squash, and if you've got time to do the granola bars, you can go from there. I'm going to focus on spaghetti squash. I'm going to find the olive bar. I will find roasted red peppers and marinated artichoke hearts. I'm going to do this. Warning, put that spaghetti squash in the microwave. I've never heard that trick because they can be really yeah. hard to cut. You yeah. have to be careful with spaghetti squash. Yeah, you can also just put it in the oven whole. Mm-hmm. That, oh, but okay. it takes a little longer. Um, it takes more like 45 minutes versus a half an hour in the oven. Um, but yes, you can just put it straight into the oven um, on a baking sheet if you want um, or straight onto the rack. Mm-hmm. But you can do that. And then how do you know it's done? You can stick a fork in it. All right. Well, we're going to stick a fork in this episode right now. Thank you very much for listening. And uh, we hope that you participate. If you do, let us know about it on Facebook. You can go to facebook.com slash who cares men's health. Send your pictures to hello at the scope radio.com or leave your voice message at 601-55-SCOPE. Thanks for listening and thanks for caring about men's health. 